0: Welcome to the Lunar Ceasefire Stephen Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode seventy-eight, and today we'll be talking about space race. I'm GC13,
1: and I'm Sophia.
0: So I don't know about you, but I consider space race to be another one of my you know quote unquote favorite episodes. You know, it gets a gold star from GC13.
1: Oh yeah, I loved space race. I like pearl episodes in general. They tend to be very kind of you know multifaceted and like really interesting and say a lot about both the characters and the lore. And this is one of my favorite. Episodes, especially in the first season, because you know, right after um the mid-season finale with Ocean Gem and Mirror Gem, like the episodes really the quality started going way up. Even filler episodes like this one had a lot to them. And I think one of the most underrated Steven Universe spoilers is that it's a sci-fi, that they're (laughs) aliens, because it was just such a slow build-up, and this episode was, you know, like what really confirmed it set in stone. And I think I think that's something about the show that I really, really love.
0: The I love this I love the slow drip of information mm-hmm. that you get about the series that is the best. <laughs> this is this 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 was a good one. It was you know, Ken and I talked about House Guest last week, and you know, I don't know how you feel about House Guest, but I definitely did not consider it a very good episodes so it was kind of tough watching house Guest, you know coming off of episodes 25 and 26 which i knew there was a bit of discontinuity between the production of the first 26 episodes and then the second set of 26 so seeing space race come off of house Guest was like oh thank goodness steven universe doesn't suck now (laughs) because we had i was worried after after house guest but this this put all my fears to rest
1: I think the thing about house guests that was just so many people disliked it's how cliche it was. Mm-hmm. Like the whole, you know, I'm using the whi- I'm abusing the whistle for good intentions cuz I miss my son or whatever and it was just like it was too predictable. Like you yeah, can
0: can put it can put it pretty well. This this could have been it could have been the episode or an episode of pretty much any other Ordinary kids cartoon. Mm-hmm. And we kind of don't expect that from Steven Universe. We we expect the hard-hitting stuff that you get in Space Race.
1: Yeah, and I mean, this episode had good jokes. It had, like, a good progression of plot. It had a little bit of feels at the end and a lot of character development. And I just... And, and some lore, too. Like, lore that you weren't expecting. That yeah, they're they aliens.
0: Found a way to drop that in there. Ain't no mm-hmm. thing.
1: And it was just like, it's not even... Like, oh, Steven, we're aliens. And he's like, oh, like...
0: It's just very matter of fact. We can use this to travel the universe.
1: It was very, like, a kind of natural progression to that, you know, to that development. And that's always when, whenever I try and explain Steven Universe to people, I won't be like, oh, it's about, you know, space aliens. Like, I, I try very hard not to do that because I feel like it does take away from the show like I had no idea that they were aliens until because I just watched the show naturally like the only thing I did know was that you know Garnet was a fusion at the beginning but I think more would have been taken away from the show if I had known that they were aliens than if I had known Garnet was a fusion Hmm.
0: I don't know I don't think the I don't think the first half of the season really really risk that much on their their origin i mean of of course somebody like me is watching the first half of the season and is like okay what you know, clearly post-apocalyptic but what's the deal but i don't think them being aliens is much of a spoiler it does make it much easier for them to be lots of gems around you know in the other parts of the universe though as there are
1: yeah and i mean I guess, like, it's more of the kind of person that I am and what I like out of shows. I really like lore. I love learning about lore and origin stories and stuff like that. And just the show makes it just su- such a slow progression that the way I kind of discovered it and got more and more curious as time went on of, like, what the gems even were, that as it started to give me little tidbits of lore, it was a lot more satisfying because I was just like I had all this build-up that was making me curious and making me want to know more.
0: You know, rather than getting it all in one info dump right before
1: Yeah. Like I don't I don't want like the lore bombs in Steven Universe are barely bombs, like relative to, you know, what other shows might do. Like other shows are just gonna give you everything right away. I think it was it was Gravity Falls where they basically explained the entire backstories of the stands. Like right away in one episode. And I was just sort of like Are they just going to give it to us? Because I've been so used to Steven Universe just, you know, laying it on me in such slow, like, trickling sense that, like, I couldn't, like, it it was weird being given, you know, like, a massive amount of lore in one go because a Steven Universe lore bomb is, like, little trickles.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was kind of tough watching Kung Fu Panda 3 with, okay, we're going to do some heavy exposition now, I hope you guys are ready. But it is a movie. They don't have all this time to slowly work you into it.
1: I didn't like Kung Fu Panda 3 that much. Like it, it was okay. The art style, the animation was absolutely gorgeous, but like the plot and the characters were a little sorta of all over the place didn't have much but anyway, this is a Steven Universe podcast. Neither
0: here nor there, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so much so much emotion in this episode. You could you could not accuse this of being The kind of episode you'd get in another show. I mean, I wouldn't say that it was particularly twisty. It's it's not like no one could ever see Pearl's twist coming. But then again, nor would you say that it was blatantly telegraphed either. It's just par for the course.
1: Yeah. Like, I didn't know what was going to happen at the end of the episode.
0: But this isn't the kind of plot line that I've seen done before. Because every, every so often I'll watch an episode and I'm like, oh, yeah, I saw that episode back when it was an episode of Spongebob Squarepants. Yeah. Or something like that.
1: Like, this this isn't one of those episodes. This is pretty... It's unique, but not, like, crazy, super original twist that, like, leaves you in awe at the end of the episode. Although, mm-hmm. I, at the end of the episode, I was very, very touched. Like, I just... Yeah. Very moved. Like, this was one of the parts where I was just really starting to get involved in the show and the characters. And, like pearl was my favorite character for the longest time and this was really starting to set it in stone because it's like pearl's flaws that make her my favorite character like the fact that she can be a little bit over obsessive and get kind of hyper focused and caught in her own world and like that kind of thing and i just really like that about her character and this episode really showed it off
0: yeah i love all of the pearl episodes but i do have to Appreciate the Amethyst moment Where she just walks into screen While Steven's got the you know, <laughs> Space background up Scratching her butt saying Yeah we could <laughs> <laughs> That That is so Amethyst
1: Even when Amethyst is a minor character She's just She's a good addition I like her She's got just like the little background bits I think it was in um, Sworn to the Sword Where she was in the episode for like you know 30 seconds and she had like one of the funniest bits where she just like screamed at steven like why are you standing <laughs> there all sad like that like yeah, that, that was, was really funny to me
0: that's amethyst for you yeah and of course busting your gut because garnet master of comedy
1: <laughs> exactly
0: but speaking of Garnet with the deadpan, she had a good one. Steven asked, Can't we fix them? and Garnet said no, and it's like is and you wonder, is she saying no because, you know, now that we know what the rest of Homeworld is like, is she saying no because they lack the ability to fix them, or because fixing them would be a very bad
1: idea? I think both. But um, Maybe a little of both. This episode has always kinda of thrown me off a little bit, because this episode firmly establishes that Pearl wants to go back home, and so it gives this kind of vibe that they're on Earth because they're trapped. Like, like something horrible happened, and the warp pads were broken, and the gems just got, you know, stranded on Earth, and they were like, oh, might as well, you know, form a little group, fight off evil and whatever.
0: Well, no, I got the impression right off the bat from when Space Race aired. I mean, we we had already seen Ocean Gem, so... We, we already know that another gem escaping Earth and telling Homeworld about them is bad. We know that the Crystal Gems are probably rebels or had probably fought other gems to defend the Earth against other gems. I got that pretty early. And three, in Space Race, Pearl only wants to see what's been going on in the galaxy from a distance. She knows yeah. she can't just... Yeah. She knows she can't just... And she tra- changed her outfit from the Crystal Gem star to the diamond, which, based off of what, looking very closely at the background in Sirius Steven, I kind of guessed, was another faction of gems, so she was changing her symbol of affiliation, even, so. Being obsessive kind of gets you a lot out of Steven Universe, you know, we were talking <laughs> about the slow drip of information, they make you work for it, but it's there. Man, I feel so nerdy, by the way.
1: I kind of interpreted uh, Pearl's little, oh, we'll have to watch it from a distance, not so much as they couldn't go to Homeworld because Homeworld would kill them. they It was just she wants to watch from a distance because they can't make it to Homeworld because they just don't have the technology to make it, you know, all the way to a galaxy away because Homeworld's galaxy, you know, is a different one than the Milky Way, supposedly. And so I didn't interpret her saying from a distance because... They had to stay away because, you know, like, they were rebels, but more as they couldn't make it that far. They didn't have Well, the, the yeah, means.
0: making it out of the galaxy would have been a, would have been a test because with the engine number she was talking about, or the trip length she was talking about, she's not even getting a fifth the speed of light.
1: Yeah, and she's barely getting, you know, off of Earth's gravity. Like, her, the thing exploded before it could even get into orbit, so...
0: Still an impressive, impressive for her to do that in one day.
1: Yeah, I know. I don't think it was one day. I think it was, okay, might have been, yeah, because there was a nighttime, it might have been one day, but yeah, Pearl's ability to build things, especially, you know, so quickly is amazing. And also, like, it kind (laughs) of brought up this thing where if Pearl is capable of, you know, building giant robots and spaceships like so quickly why doesn't she build them all the time why why doesn't the gems have like a bunch of little robots to kind of help them do their thing like I wonder if she built a little construction robot to help them out with building Steven's house
0: hmm. nah they probably did that the old fashioned way I mean they have Garnet to help so maybe that because the crystal gems do seem to be in a state of decline. Yeah. Like, they're they basically just keeping, keeping track of the artifacts and monsters on Earth so they don't make trouble. I don't think the gems were, or the crystal gems were really striving to rock the boat. Kind of a decadent period in their history, I guess.
1: I would love to have, like, that little like, glider that Stephen had, although it's not a glider because it has an engine, but I, I if they stopped at that, and Steven could just, you know, like, glide around and have fun every once in a while, that would... <laughs> I'd be fine with that. Like, to have your own little personal plane. Steven
0: can have fun with a hoop and a stick. He, he don't need a, you know, engine-powered, quote-unquote, glider to, uh, to make him happy. <laughs> Besides, he has Golf Quest Mini, so... uh True. What more does he want? That. But... You you do kind of feel sorry for Greg at this, especially with the the heart attack. <laughs> yeah, that's happening.
1: absolutely. And it was he was Stephen was going to be up there for what fifty years, and I don't think Pearl packed any food. Yeah, I, I
0: was wondering. She has she knows his needs, so obviously, obviously, she had a way to. She, she thought that Stephen could make the trip. So we know from the comics that she has that little mini mini world inside oh, her gem. Oh, that's
1: good. Okay, maybe, maybe she
0: stocked that with non-perishable food and water, and <laughs> maybe she planned on keeping Steven in there most of the trip because you know, just sitting there in her lap—that's not a very spacious cabin. The boy needs exercise. You know, he's well. Human.
1: I don't know because remember how the book was messing up with pearls, like gem universe, and making her sick because it was a gem artifact. Like yeah. I think Steven being, you know, a gem artifact. Essentially, he's just a human, a gem-powered human. Um, that might also mess Pearl up a little bit. So anytime Pearl,
0: the- Pearl kept her, Pearl kept the lapis mirror inside her. True,
1: gem true. Without any trouble. So. Although the lapis mirror was broken. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: But well, it was broken because the lapis was on strike. She didn't have to obey orders anymore. Hmm. But I, th- I'm, that's that's my best guess. Anyway, that she planned on using the mini storage plane in her gem. Because otherwise, just Steven sitting there for 25 years and then getting to stretch his legs on one of Alpha Centauri's planets. You know, say hi to Provost Zakharov for me.
1: <laughs> She's you got know, like that's... a little Steven Pokeball in her forehead. <laughs>
0: Steven, I choose you. We need uh we need Ms. Hall to to voice that for us. Does <laughs> it to, to voice the Pokémon Steven Universe crossover? And uh Cartoon Network does still air the Pokémon series. So yeah, they could make it happen.
1: Are they going to be making a new Pokémon animated season for Sun and Moon?
0: Oh, I'm I'm certain.
1: Yeah, they make one for every generation.
0: I mean, they they're not going to pass up free money, are they? Yeah, but uh so Ash needs someone to beat him in the championships in uh, the Sun and Moon season. Why not Steven?
1: Who do you, hmm? Who do you think like if the crystal gems were trainers? Like what their their Pokemon would be their main Pokemon.
0: Oh, Steven would totally have a Chansey as a damage sponge. That would that would be his main.
1: I think he'd have Sylveon. Like, yeah, he definitely. that the
0: pink? Is that the pink EV evolution? Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, the, the one happy with the one. Reddits. Okay. Yeah, I think Steven is definitely more of a fairy-type trainer. But I'm just like a
0: chancey, really good at sponging up damage that would fit the Steven playstyle. So, what do you think the other Crystal Gems would have thought about the absence of Steven and Pearl, Matt? Now, obviously, you know, things would have come into motion, meaning there would have been no planet when Pearl and Steven got back, but... <laughs> Pearl's just like, it's completely fine for me to take the son of our leader on a 50-year jaunt.
1: I think as if the rocket ship had been more stable, as, you know, they'd been in orbit, and as Pearl began to calm down, and, you know, the excitement of building a spaceship and launching it hit in, I think Pearl would have realized, oh, crap, Uh, like, there's no way we can do this. Like, this is not gonna happen. And she'll kind of take him back home. Hmm. Like, I don't think her enthusiasm is going to last 50 years, although it could. But, I don't know, maybe the Crystal Gems would react with.
0: It only has to last for about 12 and a half years, then they'd be halfway to Alpha Centauri.
1: Well, is that the star system they're going for?
0: Well, she said the nearest star system, so I'm assuming.
1: Does that star system have any confirmed planets?
0: Um. I don't know. Even if there was, I'd be scared of those mind worms. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I think the fact that Pearl wanted to just hop over to the nearest star system might mean that there are no planets uh, on Alpha Centauri. At least none that um, Homeworld would want it to exploit. Hmm.
0: Either that or she knows that it's just that they created an outpost there but never populated it.
1: Maybe it's an abandoned outpost. They can have a little fun.
0: Yeah, because, you know, Peridot had to look up the plans for us, so it's not like they do the same thing in every system.
1: I don't know, I think it's definitely weird that the crystal gems don't have the technology to repair the warp pads because I think you know, like was coach Steven showed that warp pads can be broken, and that later on as they need to revisit the the tower they don't they can't repair them, and so I think it definitely like having the technology to repair the ones that they wanted to. It would be good, because what it could be, like, thousands and thousands of years, the crystal gems are on Earth, more and more warp pads just keep on, you know, succumbing to the elements or getting destroyed by combat, and they're just gonna have to be walking everywhere.
0: Oh, well, I mean, she was just fine with scaling a cliff with Steven strapped to her back, so I think- Yeah, but I it was a couple hours. It.
1: Like, imagine if, you know, you need to wrestle with some gems in the middle of the Sahara and the nearest warp pads in, yo know, Europe.
0: I mean, they could always build a plane. They have it. They have a boat. True.
1: Maybe that's when Pearl starts, you know, being the crystal gem mechanic starts making the machines they need to get where they need to. You know, I'm just saying they have options. They do. They do.
0: They, they don't. They don't have to. They don't have to figure out how to repair that stuff. But you know, I think Kofi had it right. You know, whenever something breaks, they just leave it. Hmm. I mean, they don't even repair the temple statue. You can't say that they don't have, like, enough crazy loo to get that sword arm back on there.
1: Yeah, but I mean, c- can you repair stone? Like, it wouldn't be very seamless. You could just, like, reattach the hand, but the big cracks would still be there. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's got, it looks kind of cool, a little bit worn out.
0: Yeah, it's, like, battle damaged, except just the fight against time.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know, and I think, like, the ship, remember the, the pink ship that they were uh, in Friendship? How they kind of let, you know, Earth take over it? I think that's kind of what, like, they're okay with Earth kind of taking over the temple. Because it's just, you know, part of the planet. Well,
0: with the with the colonization ships, that's symbolic of, you know, the fact that Earth triumphed over the homeworld. With the temple, they live there. So... <laughs> I don't know, I think that's there as an aesthetic choice, because it's always really cool when you see people living in the remains of a much greater civilization.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like, it's not impeding their ability to live there.
0: Yeah, I mean, the they inhabit the inner sanctums accessible only through extra-dimensional door.
1: Yeah, and I think, like, the crystal gems as a whole after the war, at, at least from what we can tell after the war, have become very lazy. Like, yep, they just want To fight a couple gem monsters every once in a while And then chill out on the beach And whenever they have to actually do something they just sort of really reluctant to
0: Yeah, that's just just what I said They define the scope of their mission very narrowly There's no rush As long as the monster isn't hurting anybody You know, they just gotta take care of it eventually Because as far as they're concerned, Homeworld ain't coming back
1: Yeah, yeah And and it's like a good, um Support of this is when they're fighting the the Robonoids, the giant Robonoids, and <laughs> Garnet was like, "We can't fight these things forever." Uh, well, well, we can. I just don't want to. Yeah,
0: Garnet, come on. We we look to you for guidance,
1: <laughs> and even
0: you're admitting to just, eh, whatever.
1: Well, to be honest, though, who wants to be fighting for an eternity? Even if you could, like, it get very monotonous, or very boring, or very exhausting.
0: I think Ruby would be all about that. She is an eternal flame. <laughs> Lol Steven Universe memes.
1: That that's when I first heard that Ruby thing of I'm an eternal flame, I didn't I didn't think of it as oh, I'm an eternal flame, comma baby. I interpreted it as I'm an eternal flame baby. So she's calling herself <laughs> a baby. And I just found that really funny.
0: Well, she was acting like one.
1: No, but I just found that really funny and kind of. It, and when I learned that there was probably most likely a comma there, I was just a little bit disappointed. Like, oh, it was it was funnier when she was calling herself a baby.
0: Yeah, I've had some misheard lines that are cooler than what the what the show actually did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know we've all been there. Missed opportunities. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I uh, do. We I can't let this let this podcast episode end without mentioning Greg talking in his sleep. Don't give him the banana. That's what he wants.
1: <laughs> oh no, Steven's little um caterpillar. His caterpillar sleeping, sleeping, bag. sleeping bag was so cute.
0: Yeah, car- why isn't Cartoon Network selling that?
1: Yeah. Oh I mean for God. a reasonable
0: price, not for like a hundred dollars like they'd probably try to, but like at a reasonable price, I think I think some fans would buy that.
1: Oh yeah, the cheeseburger backpack was fifty dollars, and I'm like, dang! They want hundred
0: eighty dollars for a for a beanbag chair. They are out of their minds.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like, if it was just forty dollars, I'd do it. I'd do and it. I, but... They
0: could they could justify as much as fifty on the beanbag chair, but
1: man, I mm. want that cheeseburger backpack. Oof. And you know, once the once they're done with the pre-orders, like you can't order it again until October and I'm like, dang uh,
0: Yeah, yeah. It's 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 been tough trying to get, get my hands on the non-Steven uh Funko Pops. Get Steven just fine, but if you want, you know, amethyst Garner Pearl, you know, uh I, I hope you like eBay. <laughs> oh. I mean they're back ordered on the Cartoon Network shop until I think it's June now.
1: Should I get the cheeseburger backpack, GC?
0: Dude, I just feel like the magic conch at this point. Mm.
1: Maybe someday. Do I have a magic? I have a magic eight ball in my room. I'm going to do this. I don't know where it is. Never mind.
0: Magic eight ball, where are you? Inconclusive. Trust in in the eight ball's wisdom, as Ed Bighead once did. Worked well for him.
1: I could flip a coin, too, but magic eight ball, it's a little bit more...
0: Yeah, it's got authentic. more science behind it.
1: The more yeah. It's more authentic.
0: Oh, but I, I did. I, I've always loved this episode.
1: Yeah, this is one of my favorites. Absolutely. I always
0: loved Pearl, and this is a very Pearl-focused episode. She, she has. I love. Her little little inspirational speech, and she takes the time. This chair is filthy. yeah, this chair is disgusting.
1: And she just like keeps holding the little fluff and like talking, you know, inspirationally with it in her fingers.
0: Yeah, that's that, that, that is that is Pearl. That is definitely Pearl.
1: I think, yeah, I think the jokes in this episode are very underrated, especially the one where like a spaceship is being repeated four times in four different tones. (laughs)
0: So a, a,
1: spaceship, spaceship. a spaceship a spaceship a spaceship <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. I remember it cracked me up the first time I watched the episode.
0: I like I like Greg has his hammer and Steven has two and I get my killing floor on. Oh yeah, one in each hand.
1: And I like how Steven duct tapes like uh, like you know a stick of wood to the top of a of a of a box. Like there's absolutely yeah. no utility to that whatsoever. It's not even like Perpendicular to the edge of the box Like it's diagonal, like skewed And and then Greg just looks at it and gives him a thumbs up And I'm just like I don't know what that accomplished, but as long as you're having fun
0: And later on, they use the The torch to toast A cheese sandwich
1: Yes, a grilled cheese <laughs>
0: uh, this, this, had, this had some good stuff Good music, too
1: Ooh, yes, absolutely
0: I mean, I mean the music From the construction Sequence is very memorable. I think it's. I think it suits the scene really well. Yeah, but, and then the, the I mean, music everybody loves the launch music. Yes. Ooh. Ooh, good stuff.
1: Good stuff. I also like the little kind of parallel from the beginning and end of the episode where they had, um, you know, I'm yeah, stuck on Earth, me. and it's like, with me! And it's like, yeah, with you. And, like, the tone sort of changed from, you know, like, oh, yes, yeah, Steven, I'm so happy to be here with you, where it was, like, more genuine, like... I am happy to be with you stephen well
0: oh, yeah it it changed from you know well, you know Stephen, you're the consolation prize, and you know nothing against consolation prizes, but to finally an appreciation for what yeah. she has that was that was sweet.
1: I loved it. I love this episode. If I can't say it enough,
0: yeah, this was i mean I love secret team too. don't get me wrong but, <laughs> ooh, space race.
1: Space Race is good. I liked it.
0: Anyway, uh, that is all I wanted to say about the episode. Did you have any final thoughts?
1: Uh, I think I'm going to get the cheeseburger backpack. I think I'm getting it.
0: Follow your dreams, Sophia.
1: Yeah. I'll take pictures. I'll post them on my Tumblr. Alright. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm out of thoughts.
0: So, yep, next week it will be Secret tea. Uh, Until then, I'm GC13.
1: And I'm Sophia. Leave us a review on iTunes.
0: Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarSeaspire.com. Thank you for listening. Would definitely have a Snorlax or two on that team, though.
1: Oh, yeah.